I feel like being self-made is actually just being a cog in a bigger wheel and making sure that you're playing a role within that cog. Ronnie 2K? What's up? It's a vibe in here. I was, I was like tuning in. I'm like, look at this music. I, I, good. I, uh, um, do you know, do you know the, the two brothers, Ao and Teo? I don't believe so. You got to check them out. I interviewed them uh, a couple days ago. Two brothers. Uh, social media got them started. They're dancers. They're singers. They're amazing. They're so talented and so raw. They're awesome. I'll, I will I'll, send you. I'll, I'll, I'll send you all their songs. They're awesome. I'll, They're awesome. Definitely check them out. That's dope. So, Ronnie, I'm I'm super excited to talk to you because for a number of reasons, which we'll get into, we'll unpack and get into in a minute. But for for your fans to know who I am and for you to know who I am. So I'm Brett Barish. I own a, a liquor company. I started a whole bunch of brands. I don't know if you're familiar with Ace of Spades. Do you remember that of brand? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not um, very familiar with your brand. Doucet, Bel Air, Bamboo, McQueen. I started a, a series called Self Made. We're on our seats in five. We did it way a few years ago and we've kept doing it through COVID where I get to interview people that have made it. And what I... When I, when I was growing up, I didn't, I didn't understand how anybody got there. Everyone just got there. There was no, this, you never heard the struggle side. So I love hearing the, 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 the get uh, and the tough part. And that's where the self-made came from. But I start with everybody and I'll start with you. Ronnie, what does self-made mean to you? Um, I don't think there is such thing as self-made. I think that there's a, a, a lot of people that play a role in that all the way from you know your your upbringing and I, I was lucky enough to have very great parents who uh you know allowed me to extend my wings and do uh kind of what i wanted to do and and now i you know i get to represent this this amazing video game company that has a lot of very very talented people that uh work for it and so you know i i feel like being self-made is actually just being a, a cog in a, in a bigger wheel and, um, you know, making sure that, um, you know, you're, you're playing a role within that cog, I guess. But when, when I read your background and it seemed like before, this is prior to NBA 2K, you did a lot of little things. Am I right? I mean, I think everybody's trying to figure out what they want to do. Sorry about the dog, by the way. Um, I uh, I went to law school. Um, I studied to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a sports agent. Um, and then I went to work for a, um, a couple of minor league sports teams. Uh, it was all always like everything that kept skewing me back to sport. And I think, you know, especially basketball. And I, you know, I got lucky that in uh, technology is also another one of my passions. Gaming is another one of my passions. And this perfect storm of, you know, all my interests aligning uh, to, you know, make this a profession and carve out a niche was, was uh, again, a lot of, a lot of luck, definitely a lot of hard work. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, opportunity meets, you know, that expression. <laughs> I don't need to finish that expression. Did, what, when you were, what did you want to do as a little kid? Like, what did you want to be? I, I wanted to be a basketball player. That didn't work out. <laughs> It wasn't quite that good. No, I, I mean, I, I always loved sports. Like it was always a thing. I mean, 
in middle school, elementary school, I'd play basketball three, four hours a day. I mean, I just wore out those courts. I was wearing out my couple pairs of sneakers every single couple weeks. Um, so it, was, it always came back to sports to me. Now, look, I uh, am from a Indian family, an Indian upbringing, and there was a lot of pressure to do, you know, one of the kind of careers that you would think of, engineering, doctor, um, et cetera, go to, you know, lots of years, post-grad school. Um, and I mean, I, I did law and that was probably the closest I felt like I could get to that. But at the same time, I, it just, for me, it just came roaring back to sports over and over again and basketball was, in specific. Was it, um, my hardest, I, I started this company 20 years ago and mm-hmm. the hardest part, I was think I was 31, uh, when I started it. That 31 years was so frustrating because I didn't know what I wanted to do. It's unbelievably frustrating. Yeah, but you know know how you should look at that? And what I always tell, uh, you know, our audience, which is obviously generally younger uh, video game audiences, I don't think people can really make huge mistakes in their 20s. You know, like I, I tell this story all the time. I'm in social media, obviously, uh, and, and now influencer marketing. 20 years ago, um, you know, those weren't a thing, right? Like, so when you're, when you're studying in school and you're getting your vocational training for whatever it is that you are going to do, yeah, sure, there's traditional doctor, like I said, the doctor, engineer, lawyer, you have that path, and that's the only path. Um, a lot of times, the career that you're looking for may just not exist and then obviously the training behind it doesn't exist I, I you know i say that all the time but if we're moving towards ai and like you know flying cars and god knows what right like all all of, all of those industries don't exist which means the education doesn't exist either so i always tell um you know my audience not to beat themselves up if, if it hasn't clicked but just to really make sure that you stay passionate and hardworking and really focused on what your interests are because you can, I I really believe that you can make money doing um, anything as long as you really put your, you know, heart and soul into it and you just don't take no, you know, you you carve out a niche and you, and you make it happen. So what year, if I'm correct, you started out by taking over the forum for NBA 2K, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. What year was was that? uh, I'm sorry, what was that? What year was that? 2008, 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. Was that the first official job that you had with them? With them, yes, yeah, with 2K, yep. That was a paying job that was, you're playing your, your well, I mean, fan. I, I would say, I would say that my first job with them was playing the game, period, right? Like, just like every other fan that plays our, our game. Um, I was on the top five, of the, the top 10 of the leaderboards for 2K5. I played it a lot. And I also wrote in the message boards a lot back when, you know, forums were the existing social media. So, yeah, while I, I didn't work for 2K until 2008, I was a fan since, the you know, the, the days of the Dreamcast. And I was actually a very, very good player and known in that community by, you know, this this group of fans that has probably aged out of our, our game now. But... Um, you know, that it started with this labor of love of playing the game and then evolved into a career. And then from there, it's evolved into what it has. But, but unpack that. I, I'm just imagining what was your family 
an Indian upbringing family thinking of you constantly playing a game and now you're you're on a forum for a game like it was it is, was it was a wild conversation I mean again I you know I I was lucky enough to get into a really great law school and have a really great law job I, I mean I worked at Morrison Forster and Fish and Richardson two really huge corporate law firms and to to pass that up from a traditional sense and be like you know I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go work for a sports video game instead of doing the traditional go work at a corporate lawyer and be really successful um, it was a tough conversation to my parents who you know thought I was wasting my time playing video games and thought I was wasting my time sitting on the basketball courts. But I think, you know, everybody has that struggle. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people that are watching, a lot of 2K fans play the game. And now, you know, we've created opportunities where people get, uh, can play, play competitively and get paid to do so. The 2K League, you know, you, you get paid uh, to pay to play 2K. If you're very good, you can make a career out of it. And that's that's crazy. I would have never thought that that would have been the thing. And of course, you know, um, I was lucky enough to be one of the first people to, to do that. But um, I mean, it's amazing now that so many gamers are, are making a profession out of gaming. And it's, they probably had the same difficult conversation with their parents to sell them on such a, what used to be a really crazy idea. Do you remember when your parents basically said, I get it, and you're happy, and you're making a living out of this? Do you remember that? Uh, I'd say, like, maybe five years in the, my career. I don't, I don't know the exact moment, but I was obviously doing a lot more forward-facing stuff, doing a lot more press, and um, our, 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 also our industry was growing. I mean... 2K in general was getting a lot of prominence in the in the mainstream media, and it was not just a video game anymore, but it was a cultural icon that anybody could talk to. And you know, my parents would get would go to dinner parties, and their kids would be huge fans of what we did, and you know, and me as a known figure. And I, I think you know that brought that brought them some some pride as well. Because, um, because they're seeing other people recognizing you. Maybe they don't see it, but other people are recognizing Yeah, it. I mean, they, they probably don't get it. I think, I mean, now, now they definitely do a lot more. But for a while, they didn't understand that, like, you would get prominence in such a digital space, right? Like, yeah. for, for your efforts gaming, doing something non-physical, non-tangible, that you could get some sort of prominence. I think that that was unfathomable, not just for my parents, but for pretty much everyone 10 years ago, right? So um, I think that tr transitions happen for a lot of people. I think it's been eye-opening for a lot of parents who have seen their kid uh, set up a Twitch channel. And I'm so proud of the people that do that because it's so much work and to stream. And it's just amazing um, that some kids just get it. They create a unique point of view. They, they really get honed in on their messaging and they're very butted up and they, they get the technology together to stream and then they get to a consistent cadence. That's very a very professional thing to do. And you see more, you know, early teenagers doing that. And it's just really, really impressive. You, you, I read a comment you made that there were there were a few experiences along the way. that were really big moments that created you. Can you name some of those? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, 
obviously around launch we've had some things happen uh you know when we put michael jordan on the cover our game took a leap uh on a national level uh and you know with that came a lot more attention towards the characters that were involved and so you know i've been in the game as a character for about six or seven years now so that that's that's pretty big um i remember we always talk about ratings and like how some of the players will actually direct that to me even though i don't actually make the ratings but i'm you know i'm the face so that's the person that gets point pointed to just like fixing the servers even though i have nothing to do with that either (laughs) um but uh you know what when the players started mentioning how important the ratings were on national television like even over a lot of other things that are actually important in basketball it was it was a game changer right i remember hassan whiteside on a national television game back in 2k14 so that, that would have been 2013 um he uh he's like he had a triple double with blocks and they asked him why did you have such a good game and he's like oh i wanted to get my 2k rating up and the next morning I saw that and I messaged him immediately. I'm like, that's amazing that you did that. The next morning he goes on to nat- national radio with Mike and Mike, Mike Golick and the other Mike's last name. They go on to uh, radio and they're like, you must have had a lot of people reach out to you last night. Who was the coolest person to reach out to you? And he said, me. And the Mike and Mike were like, they went blank, like, who who are you talking <laughs> Like, who are you talking about? Um, and you know, like, there's a lot of moments. And again, like, I'm just really lucky uh, and blessed that I work with a bunch of very, very smart people. And we've turned this game into the national phenomenon that it is. And, and but, it's, it's just, it's amazing. But, but I, I think what I find so, uh, what I find amazing is, like, if you take that moment, and there's always moments when things happen to a brand right? Or in this case, a game or you. Yep. And you're, the company you work for, they, they lean into you. They didn't, meaning they weren't afraid of that. It sounds like, and I'm just reading the tea leaves. They lead in and said, geez, you know, keep going, right? I mean, that had to have happened. Yeah, that's fair. I, th- I think, uh, I think we realized, especially in the day of influencer, I mean, maybe we were ahead of it in that people really connect with other people as opposed to brands. I mean, brands tell you a story. We built a very manufactured storytelling thing as any brand, you know, your, your brand as well. Um, you, you control that message. A person is human and you go on that kind of journey with them. And I think it, like people just relate with that a little bit more. So I think the, the reason that 2K leaned in um, was because, A, it was definitely working, but B, it was also people liked talking to people or people liked making a nemesis out of a person. Like, I think I just think that people like following the storytelling of a person. It's much more relatable. It's much more human. And so I think that that's, it was a model that, you know, we did that a lot of gaming companies had you know, haven't done and probably should have thought about doing. Is because somebody... now, now, now influencer marketing is everything, right? Like Correct. every, every but, but brand I... is trying to get influencers in their place. Sorry, go ahead. I'm jumping ahead, but what I think is you're, you're like a, a Harvard business case study, meaning like I don't know any brands. You didn't start NBA 2K. You're not the developer. You right. know, you're not, you're not the owner. But when, 
what I think is so fascinating is you become a, a brand for the brand and the brand lead into you. And I, I just think, I don't know any other example that's even co comparable to that. Uh, I think that's a fair statement. And it takes a lot of trust and a lot of, like I said, um, I, I work hard, they know that. I am a generally positive person, they know that. So there was a lot more latitude and trust that was uh, given to me. And I, you know, I'm very thankful to the brand for, for doing that because it is, it is extremely unique. But it's also um, something that I think the brand, you know, like if you think about basketball just generally as a sport versus the other sports, right? In, in the NFL, people wear helmets. In, in MLB, you know, they don't do a fantastic job marketing their stars. They also wear helmets, right? In basketball, it's about five people, and it's really focused on, like, the top 20 guys in the league. And, you you know, you know their stories fully, right? Like like LeBron right now is is – um, doing such amazing things with social uh, injustice. And a lot of the guys are actually taking a role in that. And just the variety of stances these guys take, you know them. You know their stories. You know yeah. their wives. You know their upbringing. You, you, I mean, in LeBron's case, we've been following him since he was in sixth grade, right? So yeah. that doesn't happen with the other sports. And I just think that we took this leap that, like, people would also connect with not just – you know, my forward facing stuff and telling you about the game, but my background and my interests and, you know, there might be some more connect connective tissue and not just, you know, with the, the everyday fan, but also the people that we deal with every, you know, every day with celebrities and athletes, which is a big part of my role, um, you know, coalescing with, with the tastemakers in the NBA world, right. And making sure that they, are understanding our messaging and they are, you know, very buttoned up. All of that has to be a groundswell together. And it's just easier. I feel like we've decided early on, it was just easier to do that um, with a person because it's more relatable. Was there That's probably somebody, the easiest way I can explain it. I, no, I get it, but I, I guess I'm fascinated and I'm, I'm trying to imagine, it, it's like I interviewed Warren Sapp and I was just talking about him today. Warren was recruited out of high school as a tight end. Yep. That's what he was recruited for. And coach uh, Edrigan of LSU, he was a line coach at, at the Hurricanes at the time, said, Warren, I'm going to make you a, a defensive lineman and a star. So someone basically said, I'm going to do this, and he listened. Was there someone within the 2K Sports that basically said, we're going to lean in on Ronnie and there's something um, here, or did it just organically happen I over see, time? I would, I would say it was pretty organic. Look, I had a lot of um, supporters, and I'm so thankful for, for them. Uh, they know who they are, so I don't need to call them out. But, uh, you know, um, but a, a lot of it was organic. I mean, I don't think when I was typing away on the forums under my Ronnie James Dio forum picture that – we thought that my face would ever really get out there. I mean, I maybe, maybe I think we probably had a feeling it, it might, but not to the degree that it has. I mean, with the, with the following um, that I, I now have that I um, get recognized a lot and that I've played in the, you know, NBA celebrity game the last couple of years. And, and just it's would have never, nobody would have ever guessed probably that, but when a good thing is happening, and a company is smart, and 2K definitely is, um, we, 
you, you lean into the organic. You, you just, you ride a good wave. Um, and I mean, I'll, 2K's had the fortunate um, thing that they've rode a, a lot of really good ways and have an amazingly passionate fan base, very engaged, very vocal, um, and that, that push us that push us to be better. And it's it's so, a it's a great thing. Do, do do you appreciate the fact that there's the positive of it, but there's the negative side where you're the face, so let's blame you. You know what I mean? Let's... Yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, I. I think you have to embrace everything. And I also have to be very comfortable in my skin. It's that's positions, not for everyone. I'm sure you would ag agree with that. Right. Um, I, I, I know what I control in terms of what I do uh, and what I'm responsible for at 2k. And I just do it to the best of my ability. And I, I think that everybody that works at a successful company, that's what happens. Every, you know, you're all, um, members of a ship and you're all trying to move that ship in, in a certain direction. And, um, so, you know, when I, when I do get the, some negativity online or positively on online, I want to make sure that it's accurate, a representative of what I do. And I think that, um, the people that really understand what I do, uh, have understood how, like you said, how, it's moved the, the business and the, and the culture forward in the way that it's supposed to, not in the way of fixing the servers or, or developing the game. Those, those aren't my, that's not my role. So I don't worry about the commentary around that. I, I worry about the commentary about how we're, you know, changing the cultural game. And I, I, I think that we do a really good job of that. So when, when, in terms of culture in the game, whether it's music or fashion or lifestyle, has it been an ever evolving thing or did it, did, did it click one day where we got to make this more than just the game? Uh, I think it's, it's definitely been a, uh, a process over years. I think again, basketball is about that, the heroes of the game and how, you know, the, the red carpet of basketball, which is the, the player tunnel walk and what they're wearing in, the, in that environment how important music is, you know, a lot of these guys have their own, you know, music endeavors going on. Um, a lot of them game, a lot of them build personalities. I think that that all plays into us leaning into that. And so, yeah, I mean, we definitely have found it successful and really gone after it in the past few years, but I think it's always been on the roadmap, right? Even, even in the way we develop the game, you know, when I first started at 2K, it was about five-on-five five basketball where I was playing the Lakers and you were playing the Warriors and we would control all the players. Now it's really about building your own my player and having, um, you know, your own identity, wearing your own clothes and um, stand, standing out, really balling out. That kind of – that was a, a multi-year thought process. And then, you know – connecting these people online and letting them play together and talk to make friends online. This was all of just an amazing path to, by our amazing dev team, but with the thought that we were trying to sift in a culture more. When, when I think about your background and usually, you know, when I'm hiring people, you're looking at a resume. You don't have a, you didn't have a marketing background. You're not a digital person. You created your own, your own resume what what did you what do you think you got right like what was the what was it for you that gave you that path uh 
no, actually, I mean, I don't know if I agree with that completely. I mean, I, uh, I feel like I went where the business was going. Like I, I, I thought about where the gaming industry was going to innovate and then just decided to follow those ones. So like now, you know, I'm very uh, involved in our influencer marketing because influencer marketing to many brands, not just gaming, is extremely important. Before that, it was social media. Yeah. It, I've, I've been involved with planning around our in-game drops. I, you know, I've, I've just, I feel like I've, I've been involved in whatever the company needs me to be involved in internally. And then externally, you just see me as the communicator to, you know, the wider player base. So I think a lot of people see what what I do. A lot of people have misconceptions about what I don't do, which is actually being involved with the development of the game. And then I think there's misconceptions about what I do in the background. Um, you know, but we're all just a one big team that's like working towards uh, a ton of success and moving this game forward. So again, I feel like me, along with a lot of people at 2K, fit in where we're supposed to, to make sure that we are pushing that game forward. And it's really that simple. I mean, I, I get what you're asking me in a way, which is, if I was if I was to build a resume, what would it look like? It would be uh, very unusual compared to yeah. most people. But I, I feel I hope it would also tell the story of I did what it took to um, be the glue and kind of like go where I felt like the business needed me to be. No, I I have a fundamental philosophy, uh, and it sounds strange every time I say it. I know where I'm going but I don't have a plan to get there because that plan is going to change every single day based on different inputs, especially yes. now with social media, especially that you can touch so many different things. Like you've got to be able to move and adapt quickly. So, which leads into my next question, which is a good one. You wrote, you wrote something, I read something where you said, you know, you tried to tie those moments both in the game perspective and outside together. Last night, um, Tyler Harrow, Tyler Hero, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's the talk right now. How yeah. do you – he wasn't part of any plan with NBA 2K, right? He's not a big part of it. But all of a sudden, he, he can have a major impact. How do you now include him in that? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, obviously, the, uh, in terms of player ratings, these guys really control their own thing. And they – I mean, man, they, they know it. Like, all – sorry about the dog. Sophie Shush. Um these NBA players definitely know that they can uh, determine what they are ranked in the game and what rating that they have. So it usually takes more than one simple night, but I mean, yeah, the guy's not even, he was born in the 2000s, which is so crazy. And he has a night like that in uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. It's it's wild. And, but, and then our game needs to represent that. But obviously over a longer sample size, and but Tyler's had a, a great year, and I only would expect it to be better. Hey, cut it out. Sorry. <laughs> but but <clears throat> do, don't you see, like, again, that's the beauty of the NBA is you've got, hopefully, the, hopefully you've got so many colorful people and so many new people, and there's a new generation. And it's like, okay, now all of a sudden there's a new guy on the block. How do we bring him into the fold? How do we, where he benefits and we benefit mentality? You follow? No, 100%. Um, I, I mean, we definitely think about these guys. I mean, all of them love it. So, like, to get them to talk about it, 
you know, we have our uh, Mighty mode where we uh, usually have dynamic moments cards that come out um, to celebrate those people. Uh, they, we definitely celebrate those moments. We have challenges and it's all about the game experience. I totally get what you're saying. Um, and we've done it for years and it's a big part of our, our strategy to interject ourselves into the NBA conversation. And I, I would even take it further and we're, we're trying to do even more than the NBA conversation. But obviously with his performance last night, we look to ways to, to celebrate that both in social media, uh, like you mentioned, but also in our game and digitally. What, what can we do to celebrate that? Because everybody's talking about it, be part of that conversation. I think it's a big part of what we've done in marketing um, ever since I, I've gotten into 2K. Is it, do you think it's pretty wild that the NBA is following what you're doing? You know what I mean? And what the NBA is following what the game is doing? Yeah, I think, exactly. uh, I think uh, Mark Cuban actually said it himself, which is our game is so great uh, for a couple of reasons. It reminds you of the past generations. I mean, if you want to settle the debate between who was the greatest team of all time, it's not really easy to do that except in our game where you can, you know, match up the 60s Celtics versus the 96 Bulls versus the recent Warriors team, you know, um, that that's cap that's possible in our game. But it's also like building, it's also educating people about the game that aren't interested in the game. There are people that play 2K that don't watch the NBA because, and I think a lot of it's because of the, the lifestyle thing that you get to live yep. the life of a basketball player. And, so, and then we're trying to turn those fans into NBA fans if they aren't already. And I, you know, obviously the NBA loves that, but uh, you know, we're trying to grow the game of basketball. We all are, and we're definitely a cog in that. And it's, it's really cool um, to see that game grow. I mean, I'm just like, the NBA is just scratching the surface. It's like, I'm really excited about the growth of the league. <laughs> and we, uh, you've really seen in the past 20 years, which is right alongside our releases. And that's just excellent because we've also got to evolve the game and, and kind of be parallel pathing it with them. Sure. And I hear you talk about all the time. It's about 365. You've got to have it all year round. Yeah. It's something going on. So it's I mean, and that's, the, that's the other great thing about the NBA, even though this year is obviously a little weird with COVID, but, uh, Generally, the NBA does an amazing job in the offseason to – and we're kind of a, a big piece of that offseason, right? Like our game comes out in September. That's a month and a half before the NBA season starts. Um, but free agency, it's the first time you'll ever see these free agents on their new teams. Before you see yeah. it in the NBA, you see, it, you see it in our game. Before you see these rookies on these teams, you see it in our game. Again, this year is going to be different. Uh, this is the first time we've launched a game in the middle of the playoffs. <laughs> It's like really, really different, um, but still, you know, we adapt and we work with the, the great guys at the NBA and, and we do uh, some cool stuff. Who, do you, when did Ronnie 2K happen? The name? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Again, probably one of those organic things that like grew and grew and grew and then it was just a thing. I mean, I, probably it's really ramped up in the past, you know, five, six years or so i mean just like any social media thing you, you you learn a craft and you hone it and and you continue to grow and you continue to get an audience and a, a point of view I, I like i mentioned i i think uh a lot of influencers that are really honing their craft and getting a point of view are the ones that are successful 
with a unique, you know, messaging style. Uh, I sort of, you know, was doing was doing that, and but it's it's a it's a rolling ball down a hill that picks up steam. I think you know, I think yeah. all influencers go through that. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I wouldn't be able to tell you what that point was, but uh, um, it's been a hell of a ride. Sure. If you weren't doing this, what do you what do you think you would be doing? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I mean, I wa I wanted to be Jerry Maguire. I wanted to be a sports agent. I look back at that and realize I don't think I would have been very happy with that. I don't know, man. I I really, I really don't know. I I think that maybe. Yeah. I think it'd be something in production, and it would definitely, if I had my way, be something in sports. So, I don't know if that means you know, working for ESPN or working for somebody like I've always had a, uh, I'm craving for building things. And I've always had that unquenchable passion for sports. Who, who was your, who was your team growing up? I'm in the Bay area. So 49ers giants, I didn't really fall for a basketball team. I was just too interested in the stars and, and like, so I was, was a huge it? Jordan. I was a huge Jordan guy. Then I was a huge Shaquille O'Neal guy, and now my guy is Kevin Durant. So wherever those guys go, I I follow. I, I remember when Shaq got drafted to the to the Magic, and those, those uh, striped baby blue jerseys. Those are my favorite jerseys of all time. Though. And uh, Penny Hardaway and Shaq on that team. And now, like it's crazy because I talk to those guys quite often, and I'm just like. Wow, I was such a huge, <laughs> I was such a huge fan of you when I was a kid. And like, if I had to go back and tell eleven-year-old Ronnie that I was, you know, talking to people that I religiously watched on TV, it's pretty crazy. Do, do, does it still? I mean, for me and my, I still get a kick out of it. If someone's ever heard of my brand, I can't believe it. Does it still feel that way for you? The fact that you get to talk to these guys. Um, I mean, it's definitely a blessing. So. They're very smart. And, sorry about the dog. Um, they're they're very smart and guys, and they have a lot to um, impart their knowledge on both basketball and our game. So I, I I don't think I get the starstruck feeling really, but I I do get like the just the joy of having that interaction, especially now. You know, like we're not having a lot of that in, in the current climate, uh, except over the computer. Um, but uh, yeah, like I think that the, they have so much to offer so i get a lot of i get a lot of kicks out of that but not not in the like oh my god i used to be a fan of you type thing I, the, to be honest though there's been a couple of exceptions to that when i met michael jordan after we we've had it and that commercial shoots like back when he was the cover years ago and i i i didn't really i wasn't really as involved it was my first few years of 2k um but like when i played in the celebrity game last the not this year, but last year in Charlotte, and his sons came up and they're like, "Hey, our dad watched you play in the sled game. They, they want to. Uh, he uh, he wants to talk to you about your game." I'm like, "Michael Jordan watched me play basketball." <laughs> like, so I mean, like those those are the kind of things that like that that gets you a little nervous, but um, just like oh, cool moments like that. Oh, of course, that's awesome. All right, Ronnie, before we go, I do something with everybody. Uh, it's just okay. word association. A couple of words. I'm going to mention a couple of things and just give me one word if you can, okay? Okay. Okay. Sophie. 
right now I'm annoyed. <laughs> That's okay. No, I'm just kidding. She's just growling. She even heard you say it. No, she's the best dog ever, but she's very needy and COVID, she's loving COVID. I'll tell you that. You get to be home. Uh, yeah. two, 2K Foundations. Um, honestly, one of the coolest things I get to be a part of. Uh, we've re refurbished 20 courts uh, across the country and, and you know, low-income areas, areas that are battling, you know, racial injustice and getting to bring them basketball, which, I mean, we 2K would be nothing without basketball. I yeah. would have no job here um, to give that to these communities that really need it is, is honestly one of the biggest thrills that I get. That's awesome. San Francisco. Home, for sure. I mean, I've lived here. Everybody's always like, oh, you got to move to L.A. because you're doing influencer stuff. I'm like, SF for life, beat L.A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fish and Richardson. Uh, that was my second job in the uh, law thing. And, I mean, it was it was tough, man. I was working like 85 hours, which honestly I do now. But it wasn't something that I really didn't want to do. And 85 hours doing something that you you don't like <laughs> is, might as well be a lifetime. 85 hours now is... You know, my life and my profession interject so much, so it's it's okay. Influence. Uh, building a platform to give back to others. Love it. I Love mean, it. you know, I do. I uh, you, you mentioned two K foundations. I'm very proud of the work that both two K and I do uh, with Make a Wish. I'm on the board, uh, advisory board for Make a Wish. Uh, I've participated in almost fifty wishes in the past seven years we're doing something really cool with make-a-wish um next week that i'm excited about so uh yeah it, but there's no point in building an influencer platform unless you're ready to also give back oh yeah um gaming uh scratching the surface i mean where we go how more innovative things get obviously you know the ps5 and xbox one are coming out or xbox Series X are coming out in November. I mean, technology just continues to advance and gaming is blowing up and it's so awesome. Ronnie, uh, I love talking to you. Um, your story, again, I love business and I love organic, organic parts of business and I love leaning in on things. And props to your company, um, props to you, because you've done something I cannot compare. I can't think of anything close to this yeah. where you guys have, it's just, it's remarkable. It's such a unique thing that doesn't exist, but I can see this being like the future is, like you said, it's, it's creating this relatable person to a product. And I think it's genius. And You've created that niche and your company's leaned in on it. I think it's amazing. Just amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say that I don't, I don't think it's something that you could just recreate. Correct. I think you're saying the same thing. But it really comes from my long-term love of 2K. Like, yep. it, if, I, if I was, you know, this guy that just came out of nowhere, had an really played the game, hadn't really been on the leaderboards, hadn't really just, I mean, I, I would, I don't do it anymore, but I would, uh, you know, be up 10 at night to six in the morning playing 2K, just like any other high school, college kid that loves our game. And 
but that that can't be manufactured that have, you just you do it and then you tell that story and um so i i think that that's a big part of it i don't i'm i i, t I say this all the time but it, even though i work really long hours and i travel a lot and i i'm always doing something for 2k 24 7 i also haven't worked in 12 and a half years in a way too you know isn't that great yeah it's uh oh. it's, it's cool because i feel like i would be doing this regardless in a weird way maybe a little bit different but yeah i feel you again if you can like you said uh, early on and, and you said it before if you love what you're doing you can make money in it um yeah that's where it you find starts. a niche you find a niche you get creative you you build your own uh process and people get interested and you know you figure it out Oh, that's awesome. I really appreciate you talking to me. I love hearing the story. Anything uh, me and my team can do for, for you or for, uh, for 2K, let us know. But uh, thank you. Stay healthy. Wear your mask, social distance, and vote. You too, sir. Hey, everybody else too. Everybody stay happy and healthy. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Ronnie. Take care, everybody. Take, Take care. care buddy.